That rewind. I'm gonna play that rewind, dude. This it sounds like uh, your senior year in high school. It, it, it is actually my senior, senior year in high school. How was my first year in college? There you go. Hey, we're playing what 94? 1994. Dude, we're playing 94, man. But how you been? Pretty good about yourself. Long time no see, brother. Fucking horrible, man. Yeah. It's been hard. It's been, it's been a hard 2021. Um, but I'm here. It's all good. Um, it's hard. Health issues, here. bro fucking getting old but um i think it's god saying yeah you know what um maybe you should like um go to the doctor more often <laughs> and um pay attention so it's, i think it's a good thing it's not bad um but i don't really want to talk about that too much but um we're gonna concentrate on playing music from 1994 i think it was a great idea because 1994, as we realized today, it was a very good year. There's so much good music. Oh, Jesus. It's like trying to pick. We couldn't pick 10 songs. Yeah, arguably 1994 was one of the greatest years in hip-hop. Wow. Yeah. 94. 94 is probably the best year in hip-hop. I think. I think. I Yeah. Try to think. Yeah. 93. Because then it started getting shitty in 96. Wow, that's a big statement right there. Yeah, because that's when Puff. <laughs> that's that's when the shiny shoes. Uh, the shiny suit season started. Yeah, yeah. Is that arguable? Is that arguable, listeners? Yeah, yeah. No, I know. I could see ninety four has to be probably uh, ninety four was an epoch. 
it, you know, it is it is probably the best year in hip hop. Yeah. What's the best? What's the song that you said it wasn't go downhill from there? I got a song. You got a song? Yeah. yeah. What was the last bill? Because I knew it wasn't gonna get better than that. It can't get better than that. Nah, nah I think uh, Gangstar's Mass Appeal is the best song. To me, it's like, nah, this is stupid. Like, what else is gonna be better than this? This is better than this. That was hip hop's Magnus Opus. Magnus. Yeah. For for me, I was like, this is the best song. This is the best hip hop song ever. How could that be the best song? Yeah. And then and after that, and I go, I, I'm not gonna like everything else like this. And then, and then it's kind of true. It's like, I mean, of course, like. For instance, what we're playing today, I think we think we're playing some great songs. You know what's crazy? It didn't take too much to remember. Yeah. I don't know if I should be concerned <laughs> or I should be busier with my mind with other things, but it was pretty easy coming up with this list. We were just having a lot of fun just putting it together. I think it was a good idea, Rough now, to concentrate on an episode, but... What we're forgetting to talk about is this fact that we're in this awesome space, yo. Oh, yeah. This is uh, the new uh, 6 in the morning, less bootleg studios. Wow. Like, we really, like, I don't think we never had bootleg, bootleg. We never had bootleg. But, like, this is fucking nice. Like, we have a whole room. Y'all listeners, we have a whole room. It's not even in the house. It's, like, outside, but it's, like, it's other house. It's fucking beautiful. It's like over here where the side of town where the wind is a little cooler. It's pretty cool. Um, it's just awesome, man. You did it. This is great. You did a great job. I, I hope to work with your builder man soon <laughs> on projects <laughs> when he's done with you. <laughs> this, is, this is excellent, man. Excellent, excellent work. This is a grown man's playhouse. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And what I'm what we're talking about, just to be a little bit more specific. We got an old school, new school fridge. We got the laundry set up. We got the dope TV, the old speaker system, a great view of the outside. I mean, sofa, sofa bed. I mean, this is amazing. What else do you want? Yeah, well, this, what is, this is a little escape from the escape. And it's not even in the house. Right, stay away from the light. Yeah, fuck that shit. That's why the doors are You gotta get away. <laughs> <laughs> we just hope that Rafa doesn't get in trouble anytime soon. But um, what the hell we play? We played Ill Al Scratch. Ill Al Scratch. Hey, props to Ill Al Scratch. They're still coming up with shit. You know they're playing with that classic material NYC nowadays. Oh really? Yeah, they're coming up with new shit. Um, I don't know who Ill and Al Scratch is. Like the difference. I don't know who's Ill and who's Al Scratch. But whoever, one of those two guys is doing shit with. with they're doing new stuff out in NYC. And uh, we played, uh, which one we played? We played Where, Where, Where My Homies? Where My Homies. Yeah. Come yeah. around my way. Man, most of these listeners don't even know. That shit was <laughs> fucking tight. Creep With Me, Mercury yeah. Records, 1994. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're busting the shit I used to do. <laughs> hey, let me tell you, um, that video, I was tired of seeing. Like, I didn't like the song because I saw that video like a thousand times because they were always playing Rap City. Like, fuck, they just played too much. But in 2021, hell yeah, it's tight. And then we play what? What? Yak Fu Front? Yak Fu Front. There's only like 10 people in this world who know. If you don't know, now you know. Yak Fu Front is the shit. That one's Busted Loop, right? Busted Loop. Hey, that's an amazing song, y'all. Like, seriously, um, if we, we do anything for the listener, like, go listen to Yak Fu Front. It's spelled Y A G G F U and then Front. I don't know what the fuck it means. It's, yeah, it's a plain words probably i don't know somebody go google that shit send me an email tell me why yeah because i don't know either but um <clears throat> their album when they came out 
everybody thought it was weird. They were weird because they were from the South. And they were playing some shit where the lyrics were like dense. And then the beats were like weird. Except this song. This song was pretty straightforward. It was like a fastball. It's just it's just something that we like. Yeah. But but still, yeah, Food Front, their album. I think it's called Action Packed Adventure. That's, I think that's what it's called. It's a great album. Everything is here from 1994. So how old were you in 1984? What's that? How old were you in 1994? I was 17 years old in 1984. Oh, my God. I just graduated high school. Were you already a dad? What's that? Were you already a dad? Was that? Were you already a dad? Nah. Nah. Almost? Nah. I was I was still four years. Oh wow. Your son was negative four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, shit. Yeah. That was off a little bit. I was uh what the fuck, 94? My first year in college. I was 1819. There you go. Damn. Yeah, I can't you, even remember. You know, 1994, uh that's what was going on in 94. Uh OJ. And the Bronco. OJ and the Bronco was going on That was 94. Uh, 94. That earthquake. Northridge Earthquake North. was January 1994. There you go. I remember because I fell off a fucking bunk bed. <laughs> <clears throat> that um, was uh, when I was, that was definitely deep in love with the uh, graffiti at that time. You were yeah, you were out there? I was out there. I was, I was in Cal State LA. And I don't know what I was doing, but I was in Cal State LA. You, you were doing smart shit. It's the wind, bro. The window's open. <laughs> the door keeps moving. Yeah, right. yo, I got yo. scared. You might want to edit that part. I yeah, yeah, scared. yeah, yeah. I got scared. That's all um, And then, um, yeah, 94 was weird. It was that weird year because, I'm be honest, it was that weird year where, like, I wasn't into women yet. Like, even at that age, I was still, like, into sports. And animals? No, it was a sport beavers are dumb but i was into i was just into sports but i was i was i was like you know like 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 um just maturing physically in that weird way where you just get like attention without even trying yep. it's, just, it's just weird it just happens naturally and it's it's it, it i think it's a short amount of time the, the the weird part is you're not even prepared for that yeah it's just so weird how it happens and it's just all of a sudden you're like what the hell so this was pre that it was just like rocked around that time it was my freshman year it was just still goofy like you still trying to figure out post high school <laughs> that's, that's what it was yeah well that's a good time you know and that's the beauty of nature too that uh, men and women mature at different times because if we matured at exactly the same time we'd be at this moment oh yeah yeah, yeah um yeah i'm just talking as a male it was just it was just weird. It was weird. But musically, oh my God, I was going to everything at that time. I was, I was going to all the underground shows. I was just a nerd. I was just. I always thought um, this is why it makes it hard to lose someone like Bismarcky getting all sad about things, because I saw him as one of my first superheroes. Oh, yeah. Like this is like this dude who was real comical, funny, and um, he would rap. Dude could fucking rap. Yeah, he was a performer. He was a performer. And so I always thought of him like, oh my God, this guy, I saw him as a superhero. Like this guy had a superpower. And so yeah, losing someone like Bismarck was really rough because yeah, those are the only superheroes I had. I'm pretty sure it's kind of like you. Like, I mean, I wasn't into comic books. I never, never played video games, but I sure listen to rap music. And so uh, these pillars, these classic pillars were a big deal to me. I know where, I know it's, 
before 1994, but still, 1994, Biz was hot still. Yeah, he was. Still, he still had it going. Yeah, man. This he, was, he was an elder statesman already at night. Yeah, he was an elder statesman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah this was uh, this was post when he had his sample problems already. Like it was, he was, he was making a difference in hip hop music without him really wanting to. Because what happened was he was dealing with sample issues, which impacted the way you would make music. And because it impacted Biz Marquini, got sued and he lost because he was sampling certain a certain artist. Um, it impacted how other artists were making music afterwards, and so it's crazy. So this was the, during the time that hip hop wasn't changing per se, but I think it was going towards its epoch, its main its main point. And I think what '91 to '95 represented was that. '94 yeah, was definitely like an ignition year. I mean. And today, what we're doing definitely for the, for the listeners, we're not talking about, we're not playing any of what you would assume is 1994, right? Yeah. 94, you have. Nah. What'd you say? We're not playing uh, everything but. Uh, you said Biggie. No Biggie. No Nas. No Nas. Um, no, you know, Gangstar. No Gangstar, and even even no Common. I mean, uh, no Common. We ain't going Common. No, nah, we're not going. Okay. Common. okay well, maybe maybe we will. Maybe we will. It's at okay. Po- we don't though. At, at that point, Common still hadn't really. Uh, Little fuse. No, the '94 Common. He's angry because he, everyone t- tells him personally that's his best album, but no one bought it in 1994. Yeah. So he's like, "How the hell you say it's my best album when you never bought it?" Yeah. But I have to agree. I, I I'm not saying it's his best album, but it's definitely one of his most creative. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So what was the third song we played? It was a uh, Black Super. Oh Man. shit! That's your shit. But I I honestly think it's my top fucking five West Coast songs. And if you don't know, fuck above the law. Above the law is amazing. Above the law is 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 in the ecosystem of NWA. Probably the first uh, super band that they came out with, straight out of Pomona. Um, and they came out with a fuck. They had songs, but this one song it represents it represents the funk that Dr. Dre. Um, um, I would say I'm not. Uh, you see, this is where it gets a little weird because um, Cold 187, the rapper from uh, Above the Law, arguably has been mentioned that he created sort of uh, the style of Dr. Dre, and Dr. Dre just took it to another level. So it gets weird, right? But this is a perfect example of a song where it falls into that medium. So it's not about like Above the Law biting Dr. Dre. How could you do that if they actually potentially created this style? So it's this, it's this moment, right? And so this is a perfect example of a song that captures West Coast hip hop in an in, in, in amazing sort of time frame. Um, you know, we're celebrating George Clinton's 80th birthday right now. And, and it's, it's, it's an incredible moment. We're, we're, we're celebrating um, some of his most beautiful music that's 50 years old now. And, and this is like the children, the children of, of that sound. And um, we're just fortunate enough to have lived to see it in 1994 sort of come into fruition and continue to grow from there. No, you're absolutely right. This song, this is probably on my top two, top three West Coast songs. Probably top three West Coast What, what are the other two? Boys in the Hood, just because of what it means yeah, and, and, and what it said. And, yeah. and then you played it earlier, DJ Quick. Yeah. yeah. Tonight? Yep. Wow. Yeah. Not Compton? That's true. Uh, no. Tonight? J- just because of... of where it sits in the musicality and how it connects so many different genres and it transcends just hip-hop if 
you were to introduce somebody to West Coast rap that had never heard West Coast rap but was an R&B fan or just a general pop music fan, and you play and you play that song, it really cements its moment in time on the musicality side. That's cool. I I, I never would have thought that song, but it makes a lot of sense. That album, yeah, yo, listener, go buy that. Uh, what's it called? Compton. What's it called? Quick as the name. Quick as the name. Quick as the name. Uh, uh, DJ Quick's first album. It's all brown, dark brown. The cover. It's just him. It's just an amazing album. It's, it's great. It's dope. Um, and Black Superman too. It's just the the theme of the song too. It's just the whole thing. I think it's just one of the most perfect West Coast songs you get you get around. Uncle Sam's Curse. <laughs> That's the name of the album from 1994, uh, Above the Law. Hey, I think it's a, a really strong start. Um, creating something so dope. I'm very happy that you thought of 1994. What are we going into next? I don't know. We'll check it out. Uh, oh shit! We I don't even know either. We, we, <laughs> don't, we, we don't even know until we play it. Oh so. shit! Well, we're gonna we're gonna find out at the same time you are. Check it out. I go job hunting today when I can't sit back and smoke this sack and drink and feel my problems shrink away. And by now the rent's due in two weeks, but inside my mind it's just another problem who can delete. I got evicted to the point where the court martial came to my door and said, get this kid, get your bags and split, you don't live here no more. And now I'm ass out, I'm so down hungry, I feel like I'm gonna pass out. I asked my brother for a handout and he hooked me though I knew he had doubts and rightfully so because I had new shit to deal with. I'm so confused, I've no control of my life, I think I'll get lit. So as my problems compile, I steady smile, oh yeah, sipping on that 40 ounces leads me to a path of nowhere so as i think about tomorrow i hesitate and say a 40 ounce for breakfast to get me through the day A 40 ounce 
for breakfast and some brother food today. I guess I should have rolled the joint up instead. Anyway, seems like every time I start, I don't know when it's time to say when. Now my mental gets all blurred and it sets off the ill behaving. Cooling with my boys, no names need to be mentioned. At a party with some brothers, I don't know, I'm chilling. And so me and Jay, with a 40 OZ to wash the shit down. And plus a lot of marijuana, now I need to sit down. I can't remember the last time I was this blue out of my cranium. My ears and head begin to hum aloud as the room's fun. Anyway, next thing I know, I blacked out, woke up with vomit all over my coat, start talking out my ass. I can't see straight, but yet I call and I don't know what came over me. I started dissing both my homies that I used to freestyle with, and now I'm asking them to show me what they got, not thinking straight. I don't know why I posed the challenge. Now my ego is erupting as if I was Mount St. Helens. Some shit was said, I know I can't erase, and now shit ain't the same. I wish I had just one more chance to live that day again. I strain, cause this big world to find a true friend and lose them to booze in my system. Just ain't how I'm moving. Nothing I could really say to mend up how someone else feels, and so I guess I gotta wait and see if maybe the wound will heal. And I really didn't mean a word I said, though I can't prove that now the only thing that I could really say is I went out and out I went now and then I get irate and say a 40 ounce f- no, a 40 ounce f- fuck just one more 40 just one more I'll make this my last day a 40 ounce for breakfast to get me through the day
never judge a book by the cover Discover the soul brother with the mechadon Working brunette to blonde How many Edison con when I respond in full black With us heaven to Vernon villains back to back Amazing grace when I face the great paper chase For real it's long overdue so I don't wanna talk to you I stroked the hell out of Mademoiselle who insisted Every night she get her back twisted in the unlisted I'm living through my son so daddy see it this way I want him in the NFL, his brother in the NBA No doubt I'm with a piece down in Mecca all crazy To the late eve, none of this is make-believe I breathe some of the most powerful lyrics of our century Battle physically, conquer mentally, essentially You're dealing with a Mecca affair So anywhere you wanna go, you know I'll take you there
that's right. Out of syringe, your rats to cleanse your fall the pot style. Damage your amateur, cause I'm pulling your foul. Honey dips see me and they yelling organize and they know Pharaoh's got skills for the world. How old was I? No, how were you? In how were you? You know what? I was still wearing uh, fucking size forty four jeans with the uh, fuck. Like good. <laughs> Did you wear like uh, fucking uh, crew uh, crew uh, caps? Crew hats? No, but I did have an eight ball hat. Yeah, I had some uh, some what are not considered throwback throwback snapbacks. Yeah, throwback snapbacks. Yeah, the LA Kings one. I had La Raza. Did you did you ever get out of Wilma? I did actually. In '94, I was living in Wilma's, but uh, 
going to school in the South Bay. Yeah. Okay. Close to the ocean. So, I was one of maybe 40 Latinos in a school of primarily white Asian kids. Wow. Wow, you're like that one movie. That was, was like the, the acceptable minority. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. This is, and so what, this is LA where the breeze is better. Where the breeze is better. Yeah. 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 That's the best way for me to describe it. Where the cocaine is whiter and the booze is. Uh, mixer Bo- mixer bubblier i don't know hey man um that's that's cool because i never had been to south bay before Wilmot. did i ever come to Wilmot before no no there's no reason to come over here with that mm-hmm. wilmington's like the armpit of la it's like, there's no reason <laughs> to come over here unless you have to I don't know. hey i had a girlfriend in college though but not in 94 i would say it was like 96 and uh, she grew up with horses because she grew up over here in uh pv pv she grew up with horses. Yeah, that's why she went after you. She just wanted a horse. <laughs> um, I didn't see none of the horses because she wasn't in there no more. But yeah, if that was a priest. That's another story. But uh, but uh, hey, I like horses. Yeah, horses. Like horses, horses. I got thrown by a horse when yeah. I was uh, um, probably like a third grader. And nothing happened to me. When you're a third grader, like, you don't really break shit. Like, yeah, you, you bounce. You just bounce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a white horse, and I sneezed. I fucking sneezed, and that shit threw me out like 20, 20 feet. Like, woo! <laughs> like in a cartoon. Yeah, seriously, swear to God. And I was always a small little dude. I didn't grow up. I didn't grow until I was like 11th grader. So a little dude, and whoop! And then I landed my fucking head in the dirt. And you remember what I was hurt? I was like, I'm good. But I just flew like 20 feet. <laughs> yeah, shout out to horses. I, I'm not so much um, do, do people eat horses? What? Is that a thing? Do people eat horses? Uh, in, in Italy, they do. What the fuck's wrong with Italians? Like, oh, they... Horses are good. Horses taste good? They, I mean, I've had a horse before. You've had horse before? I have. You've had horse before? In Was Mexico. It, it... Oh, fucking shit. Um, I have a story where my grandfather... No, no, no. Let me take it back. My uncle used to cook, I believe, dogs into tortas and so one time my 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 grandmother i was gonna go to the little little town and uh, i was gonna tell her i was gonna go even my deal stand because the smell like the spice was amazing and so i wanted to eat it and so i was gonna go over there and my 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 grandma goes you better not eat that and she goes why not he goes well you're not eating meat i'm like yeah but it smells good and he goes yeah but you're not eating so I go over there and I, I fucking eat like everyone else. And I still have the taste in my mouth right now that I'm talking. Like it tastes so good. And um, I ate it. And then I come to find out that it was probably dog. Well, you know. Welcome to the six in the morning random hour. Yeah. But yes. Uh, it, you know, I think the U.S. is the only country that doesn't allow for the slaughter and eating of uh, horses. Horses? Yeah. In, in Italy, it's actually a, almost like a traditional dish. I think I believe in Northern Italy. I, I don't remember, but I mean, it's, it's close to to me. The flavor is close to bison. Low fat. So bison sounds like that would taste good. Bison is bomb. Yeah, never had it. Yeah, yeah. I don't eat exotic animals. Um, I was pork considered exotic. Oh, hood rats are considered exotic. Hood um, rats. <laughs> Yeah, hood rats. That's a commitment. That, that's yeah, hood rats in 1994. <laughs> it's probably considered very uh, animals. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. You blew me away with the horse <laughs> shit with the Italy. I never knew about it. I actually have a very good friend from Italy. I want to make fun of him now. But that dude makes pizza, 800 degree pizzas. And he's a fucking physicist. And my little fucking tell him, why don't you quit your fucking job and just keep concentrating on these 800 degree pizzas? Because it's amazing. Is it? Amazing. We went over there, his pad recently, and we were just eating. Does he have a pizza oven? His it's his fucking little baby fucking oven. Oh, I'm going to get one of those. It's his baby. I could show you pictures of it. And, and, and um, he was cooking them, and it only takes like two minutes. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. But let me tell you, it's the fucking taste. I go, this is because this fucker is Italian. He has Italian fingers. And he, he uses Italian dough and fucking speaks Italian. Well, and when the shit comes out, fucking amazing. Like, I swear to you, I, my, I, Rafa, I mean, the fucking food was amazing. Well, there you go. Yeah. And he lives in a cul de sac. I thought it was perfect. And all his neighbors are Mexican. <laughs> Yeah, so it's cool. Hey, shout out. Hey, shout out. I'm going to uh, tell you Giovanni and April that we're talking about him. Um, yo, Giovanni, yeah. where, where's my pizza? Yeah, dude, Giovanni, yo. Giovanni, that pizza is amazing. Hey, uh, seriously, uh, fucking, I, we should invite him over. You know, next thing coming in, when we put in that outdoor kitchen, it's going to be a pizza oven. Uh, yeah, hey, this is the way six in the morning does shit. Like, we're fucking... We're balling out of control. Speaking of balling out of control, we played some Blacklicious. Blacklicious. Uh, what's the name of that song? That was uh, 40 Ounce uh, for Breakfast. 40 Ounce for Breakfast. You see, the thing is with Blacklicious, like, I, it's always been in my atmosphere, but I've never, like, bought it their album or anything. Well, well, this album is one, I think it's their first EP. I had a, I had to go back in their catalog. Yeah, I did the same. Yeah. Did yeah. The same. But I don't know if I gone back, like, like heavy. I know what's his name? Gift the Gab just passed away. Yeah, That's fucked up. That dude was fucking amazing. Easy MC, was. amazing. Shout out to the UC Davis Aggies. Fucking died though, yo. That yeah. sucks. Hey, we played that song. That shit's amazing. Well, isn't he out of Pomona too, though? For, for a minute, I believe he was out of Pomona. Then he went up, up north. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All I knew him is when he went was Santa Quantum. Yeah, there you go. Shout out, shout out to Jeff Chang. Yep. Um, Jared Davis. Um, but yeah, man. Followed by Pete Rock and CL Smooth. Oh man, that's your shit. You gotta talk about. Hey, what does Pete Rock and CL Smooth mean to you? Uh, to me, you know, you, just how you mentioned that uh, Gangstar was kind of like the apex. It doesn't get any better than that. Uh, yeah, for me. To me, this was kind of like the intro into like just the this the God like almost now in hindsight like grown up hip hop. Sure. And it was just kind of like, you know, this is the album you could play now with the glass of scotch and, uh, sure. and a cigar and, and just lounge. I, I, di I didn't know that back then, but now I could see it. And if people don't do that, they should be. Yeah. The main ingredient is the album. 1994. It's amazing. It's out of Electra. It's their second album. They had come out with an EP prior. If you're not into P Rock and Seal Smooth, that's cool, but you should like listen to them. Like, they're very influential. Very heavy samples based, but I mean, they as a duo, a producer, rapper, it's very rare. It's very rare you get to that level. Yeah. Um, it's, and, and they've only really, that was it. That's all they came out with. Yeah. Two albums and an EP, and that was it. CL's flow, his voice, his cadence. It was just kind of like listening to Barry White mm -hmm. of hip hop almost. It's very good, man, because that's a good example. Yeah, like people made fun of him because he, he didn't want to understand what the fuck he was talking about. Yeah. But it didn't matter because it made, it, was, it flowed. Like, yeah. It just, it was just art. It's art. It's yeah. its own art. And then P-Rock and Seal Smooth Beats are just incredible. It just continue to be incredible after all these years. Yeah, to, to me, like leading up to this, uh, and, and we were kind of touching on it earlier, is 
is hip hop was an opportunity to to just rock out, right? Just to fucking bob your head, throw your hands up, fucking just just jump around and just fucking go with it. And then this was just kind of like, all right, now let me lay back and just fucking be with it. You know, you know what's incredible when you listen to that album? Like the songs are long. Oh, they're really like long. like nine, nine two thousand twenty one. Like this would have never. Oh come. yeah, yeah, yeah. Not not in this uh, Snapchat fucking TikTok world. None of these. Most of these songs are four to five minutes long. Even close to pushing. Some of them are pushing six minutes. You know what's amazing? The last couple. Is this true story? The last couple times I, I drove to Vegas because I had to because it worked. Fucking one of the first albums I listened to is P Rock because I knew their songs were long. <laughs> <laughs> you knew it would get you there. Yeah, I knew I would get there and I would get to Baker comfortably. You know, and they so, would take you there. It would take me there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Boom, boom. And so, um, hey, shout out to P Rock and So Smooth. Uh, P Rock is still doing it. I just recently saw an interview when he was asked if they were ever going to come back together. He's still open to that idea. I don't ever really want to listen to that. Yeah. I don't really want to. I think it's good. It's, it's cool. Um, excuse me. I think just P Rock. He's just such an amazing, influential producer who's still here. I mean, we, we lived a very blessed time. We're talking about 1994, and it's literally 27 years later, 26, 27 years later, and, and, and it's, it marked our lives. Yeah. Like, it continues to mark our lives, and we're talking about this like it's fresh because it's fucking classic. That's why. So the album here, the main ingredient, is a classic. So it's, it's easy to come back to it and not get bored talking about it or listening to it like forever. So spend some time with it. Um, P Rock is so smooth, the main ingredients, an amazing album. We play what song again? I take you there. Take you there. Yeah, yeah. You, you. This is great because you played like not the singles. Yeah. Like you went in, and and that's a great song. Because that's a great album. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think for for us, I think this episode is want to take folks into a deeper dive, 1994, beyond what. You know, again, the Nas, Biggie, and everything else. So. Hey, man, we love our listeners, man. Thank you for sticking with us. Shit, we've been doing this shit for like fucking like six years now. It's been a the minute. fuck we've been doing? Damn, it's been hey, a minute. It's, we, by now, we thought you, th- you thought we would be like at 130 episodes. <laughs> hey, man. You know, sometimes life just takes over. Hey, man, but we're here. We're doing our shit. What was the third song? Organized Confusion. Ah, oh, man. I could talk about this shit all day long. No, talk about it. This This album right here? It's probably one of my top five albums. Um, the Stress Extinction Agenda is the name of the album, 1994. Piece to Matt Du, who did the artwork, he passed away. Um, it's just an incredible album. Farrell Munch continues to do amazing shit. He just released an album with a rock band called 13 in 2021. But this, this is this is an opus to, to their work, this uh, uh, Stress Extinction Agenda, the album. Um, signed to Hollywood Basics still. Um, it's it's a special time. Um, lyrics, beats, were 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 just very experimental, but at a very very incredibly high level. And they were signed to a major. Mm-hmm. They were signed to Walt Disney for Christ's sake. Like it's just it's you're not gonna see this. No. You're just not gonna see this. Um, a fair amount. Uh, top ten top ten MCs. Absolutely. Ever 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 yeah, ever. It's easily. not easily. It's not even. You don't have to think twice. Yeah. Um, so they released three three full links this is their second album um it's considered within the, the the three um arguably probably it's my favorite one for sure 
Um, we played uh, We played Let's Organize, right? Let's Organize Let's Organize uh, This one features uh, Q-Tip from the Tribe Called Quest um, It's one of the More beautiful songs From the album um, So please Spend some time With Organized Confusion You were really into that Into this album When it came out? Yeah I, You know I was late to this album mm-hmm. I, I had to go back That's, a, that's understandable yeah, I had to go back it was, a, it was a deep album Yeah Because it's not like Easily digestible yeah. I know when it came out I was, I was just so focused Into yeah. this shit I was really into it I love their first album. Just some some nerd stuff. Like this was this deep hip hop even in 1994. But yeah, Pharrell Monch, Pitch Poetry, um, doing their shit and this album. They're doing great work. Um, I'm trying to remember their their A and R. He passed away. Hold on, I could think of his name. It's worth mentioning. Shit, I don't want to go back to it because it's not. I yeah, I'm not drinking too much. I can't remember. Yeah, well, they had an A&R. I'll tell the story without the story, without the dude's name. This is A&R, and I wish I could remember. Eventually, I'll remember. And it's not gonna mean anything for anybody, but except us here, who's listening to right now. This is A&R, who fucking signed them to the label, and the guy ended up dying with cancer. But before he died, he would have this journal, and he would write about his experiences working with. Uh, hip-hop artists um, while dealing with cancer so it became like this epic fucking journal writing that he did um, and it's crazy because he died in his 20s and um, and you know and yeah he, he was very influential with uh, when it comes to uh, organized confusion but what's crazy is that um, organized confusion the band um, were influenced by a lot of ghosts in that sense because not only was this A&R who I can't remember his name um, but also Paul C. Paul C., the producer, um, was very influential to their um, um, music. Um, Paul C. Um, was very, very close to um, Organized Confusion when they made their first album in 1991 when it was released. So if you think about it, there was a, a lot of people that they were playing with, that they, they came up with, that um, are no longer with us, who were influential and, and impactful in regards to their sort of... Um, journey yeah well i mean organized confusion if, if you just follow like all their through lines right i mean uh, I, I caught on to them from rockets records oh yeah, yeah yeah for sure and then from there i had to work my that way was late back. 90s yeah and i had to work my way back which i think 98 i think i was sure something like yeah that. something like that yeah yeah, that's when he, he, he they really got on, on on my radar, and I think at that point they probably had already broken up, maybe. Yeah, they broke up in '96. Yeah, well, yeah. So '97. Yeah, so I, I became a fan of Pharrell first, and then worked backwards. That makes sense. Yeah, I think a lot of people were in, in that boat. Um, yeah. Well, well, let's get some more people in some other boats, and let's see what we'll see from them. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Make my vocals bust shots to your dome. I'm 
thicker than the junkie's nostrils point in the membrane of the party nucleus of the frame. The cytoplasma is getting fatter as it grows in the expansion of the dose of both the trash out the nose thick within. You're meant to pull the upon the Bible of the truth, the spiritual. You hear it, nigga, do you lose so like the wick and left your fancy like a stick and take and take over by the threshold and take it back to the sea, or can it be? Here it comes. 
I smoke blunts with and my ex-girl that sucks dick Niggas taking shorts and weed spot because they know me And to my mom's because she makes good cheese and macaroni And to the stores that'll sell free fillies for a dollar To Africa Bambada for making me a rap scholar And MCL for rhyming with this naughty-headed lunatic You always knew we had the crew that had the mad drama kid Peep it All my peeps from 12 block to Broad Street And back streets in Jersey where the niggas first heard me It took a long time coming with more cuts than Jason Since the days I had a fade and used to rock in Redman's basement I do poetic justice like Janet played the role And now I'm making suckers swole with the dynamite soul
golden platinum platinum You don't know about the Boogie Monsters. You know, I knew about the Boogie Monsters, but I forgot about the Boogie Monsters to remind me about about the Boogie Monsters today. Man, they're so left field. Hey, so listener, look, in 1994, it was amazing because these major artists were signed to major deals and they had no business getting signed because they were fucking abstract as hell. So some of these artists, like... I guess they were trying to make them into big stars and that shit ain't gonna happen because they were so original on their own. Um, sort of, they were, they were going towards their own path. So the Boogie Monsters is a great example. Great, Boogie Monsters is the first song you heard in this segment, by the way. Uh, it's called Recognizing Thresholds of Negative Stress. That name is crazy. And um, I mean, they, they came out with a couple of albums. Yeah. Um, and now they're considered, um, in a sense, sort of legendary uh, finds. When you're able to get that album, I mean, buy it because you're hardly ever going to see it. Um, but you're considered hard, high art in hip hop. Uh, for it to come out in the major 1994, it's crazy. Yeah, sure. Maybe no one knows who they are. Maybe just very limited amount of people who who came out in around that time frame. But it doesn't matter. The, the Boogie Monsters were the shit, and uh, it's 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 an honor to play them now. No, yeah, I just I just love the. Uh, the, the feeling this music emotes it's like uh, gets you going and it's uh it's definitely uh, uh bob your head uh, 
have fun, uh, just go with it and enjoy it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's fun stuff. Um, shout out to Commerce, yeah, my city. We came out to a restaurant that used to be there. If you're from, you're not from fucking. No one's from Commerce in this fucking. No one's from fucking Commerce. Oh, you never know. It's fucking me. But there used to be a restaurant next to the Commerce Casino. Some listeners might know what that is. And um, this old place, kind of like Stevens. I know some listeners know what Stevens are. So it was called Michael's. And one night they had the Boogie Monsters. And I remember that Power 106 announced it. And I fucking. (laughs) (laughs) And I fucking. And I fucking went. And I fucking went to go Michael's to fucking watch the Boogie Monsters perform. Power 106 actually announced it? Yeah. That's interesting. Remember that Fire Night Flavors and shit? Oh, yeah, that's right. At that time, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Fire so, Night Flavors. Yeah, yeah, so, you know, it was like Boogie Monsters at Michael's yeah, and yeah, shit yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Who were the two brothers on Fire Night Flavors? Uh, uh, the Baker Boys. The Nick, Baker Nick Boys. Nick yeah. and Eric V. Yeah, Nick and Eric V. Now they come out, I, I see that they come out now, they do a Friday shit. Oh, man. You just, for like four hours. It's like kind of sad. Like on XM Radio or something, It's right? kind of sad. Man, you just took me back. I totally forgot about that. 1994, I was working at Subway, closing nights. Got robbed there a couple of times. But yeah. I remember right after 10 o'clock, because we were open until midnight, I'd blast Friday Night Flavors the whole time. That's crazy. And I remember my boss just coming in the office and asked me, like, why is everybody always rocking out when they come in after 10 o'clock? Like, I don't know. Hey, That's which nice. which Subway, by the way? Crenshaw and El Segundo. Okay. Um wow, I know that location. That's crazy. Hey, um what's the subway people should order? Like the subway. What's the best one? The best one? Uh probably the BLT or the Italian sub. Mm-hmm. Stay away from the tuna. <laughs> Stay away from the tuna for sure. <laughs> Good old subway. Shout out to Oh man, I just laughed myself off. My, my, <laughs> my fucking throat hurts now. There you go. We, <clears throat> we're gonna have to cancel the podcast. Hey, I, I just like the avocado, the guacamole. The guacamole. I just tell them to spread that shit. I just whatever fucking taste that I don't like comes away. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, Subway was kind of like a, a, a traumatizing experience for me too, for many reasons. It was good and bad. I hate mayonnaise and I hate tuna. First, first day on the job. Take 10 gallons of mayonnaise and five gallons of tuna and mix them together. You never add that shit anymore? Nope. Can't do it. Can't do it. That's crazy. <coughs> Excuse me, listener. <coughs> I was laughing at the previous joke. See, he was uh, he was about to talk shit. And, uh, and <coughs> el, niño Dios, el, niño, el Niño Dios punished him. <coughs> Struggling over here. <coughs> Hey, what was the other song we played? <laughs> it's stuck in your throat by Artifacts. Hey, wrong set of tracks. No, is it playing? Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> the Artifacts is shit. So Artifacts were signed by Beat Beat, Big Beat Records. Um, not Big Beat. They were Big Beat with a subsidiary. Yeah, uh, Big Beat, uh, Atlantic Records. Atlantic. Yeah. And um, Team One, the rapper's a cousin of Redman. Um, they nope. <clears throat> they put graph graffiti East Coast on the map. Yeah, out in, in New Jersey, right? Yeah, New Jerusalem, <laughs> New Jerusalem, as they New will call Jeruz. it. Um, What's the male descente? He's still out there, following on the ground. Hell yeah, he's active. He's, he's out there doing. Stuff. It's crazy that Tame One isn't as active, and now L mm. is. Um, they came out with two albums, um, Wrong Set of Tracks, and that's them. 
um i think it was like 92 94 and then that's it they then they came out with brick city kids um that's they kind of just flipped their name just so they could come out with another album just because so they won't get sued um who, who produced their stuff um uh, what's his name t-ray 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 producer t-ray um i actually just heard an interview with him and he just he's just a regular dude working yeah, it's, it's interesting. He lives in North Carolina, I believe. North. Yeah, I just heard her interview with him recently. North Carolina. Yeah, T-Ray was the main producer, but he's not the only producer. Um, I think P-Rock did some work with him. Buck Wild. Stuff. Buck Wild, yes. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, you're out of New, New Jersey, right? So, uh, Artifact is very special, very, very specific, early 90s hip-hop. Um, very masculine in many ways. Like, they yeah, said some anti-gay... References. This is very interesting. Um, but you know, again, it was about graph writing. It was street. Yeah. Um, you know, growing up as a male at that time, like they just spoke to you in any way. Um, very, very special. Very special. Uh, very successful in many ways. Uh, the song that we played today, well, we played uh, Wrong Side of the Track. Wrong Side of the Track. Which is probably, arguably, their biggest song. Um, they really got a lot of attention. And they're, and they're still out there they're still doing their thing I that's, think. A, that's a homage to, to graffiti right yeah yeah, yeah it's a homage to graffiti so yeah, they speak to us uh, you know being that we're male and then we came up a certain age uh, age range uh, very influential and so yeah shout out to the artifacts yeah, they're doing their thing I'm, we're happy something. to play them yeah shout out uh, we, what else do we play Lords of the Underground Lords of the Underground we play What I'm After what we would have thought we'd pay Chief Rocker. Oh, Chief Rocker, right? Everybody knows Chief Rocker yeah. should, at least to an extent. Chief Rocker number one. Uh, we played their second album. Uh, what I'm after is this first single off their second album. Um, what's the name of their album? Is it called What I'm After? No, it's not called What I'm After. I don't remember the name, I don't remember the name of the album. Me neither. But they came out with two albums. Uh, for, I don't recall their label, but they came out with two albums. And yeah, also from New Jersey. That's it. Like they didn't really do much after that. I know that uh, Mr. Do It All, the their main MC, he had uh, political aspirations recently, and he tried to run for office. He didn't win, but he, you know, he's someone who's active in his community in New Jersey. So yeah, they've been out there. They've they've had an influence, and um, they have a very unique sound. Well, it's mm-hmm. not that unique, but it is their sound. Well, they're not connected to anything that I yeah. could imagine. Like yeah. they're not from a crew other aside from Red Man, which yeah. is a big deal. But it's not like you know when you're from New Jersey, you're from New Jersey. You're not from technically New York. Or so yeah, we played. We played a. I know it's the single of their second album, but at the same time, I know ain't a lot of people playing it. So uh, we were playing homage to 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 the year by playing some dope shit. So we thought Lords of the Land would be perfect. Yeah, do it all as an actor too, right? Isn't he? I'm not sure about uh, that. I, I think he I think he did a couple of like. Uh, it's because his name is Do It All. Doesn't mean he does everything. <laughs> Milusos. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let, let's see uh, where are we taking them next. I don't know, man. I don't know. Let's. Uh, yeah, we'll figure it out together. Yeah, let's just play it. Take a shot, but you 
ten whores Never thought you'd see some single niggas in the boards Don't kick in the cores, that shit Cause we ain't made a mess yet Bitch, rap, produce the best shit Come real hard, man Bumpin' in your car, man Finally caught up with a devil named Tarzan Swingin' on the vine Suckin' on a piece of swine Chickaboo come up from behind Hit him with a coconut, stab him in his gut Push him off the tree, he falls right on his nuts And just like EPMD, I don't like a bitch named J to the A to the N-E Can't wait to meet her, I'm gonna kill her Cause that little motherfucking cheetah can't hang with a gorilla Let's get it on, I can 
to watch the spot get blown I be the sick lunatic with the devilish poem From the mist of the darkness I come with this Hitting straight to the chest like a calamity mist Resurrector, yeah, the fanatical type I'm like a bat in the night when it's time to take flight Here I am in the flesh and yes I'm obsessed I'm obsessed by the sounds the track possess Intellectual killer, special majestical Open up the devils, have them hanging for my testicles Nowhere to run to, baby
last. I used to be the wax tag, but now who's the jack tag? Kissing my black tag. Girls never kissed me, always try to diss me. But now it's like if the whole world is hanging with me, still I maintain my focus and watch where I'm headed. Cause truth must be spreaded and lies must get deaded. So open your eyes, cause we're the same old guys. But now I got more friends than the world got flies. And I do not understand what is the reason for the treasonal behavior. Save that nonsense for later. It seems you have forgotten that the original being that you're seeing was not always MCing. I used to get rejected, neglected, and dejected, disrespected, treated like I was infected. But straight from the bracket, comes the acrobat, and you were saying I would never be fat. Remember that? Yeah, we started out with a lynch mob the first episode. Sorry, y'all. I'm reading some pecans. Keeping the room. The lynch mob. Hey, shout out to Henry Nathan Van Ness. Guys, that's where you're from. Um, you were talking about your affinity to the lynch mob earlier. Oh, I, I love the lynch mob. Um, 94. So I've shared this before. If other listeners have heard it before, um, PE is what brought me into hip hop. Who's uh, PE? Public Enemy. And I was uh, more into the East Coast and the West Coast from 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 uh, the onset. And to me, right, the fucking bomb, man. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Trader Joe's pecans, spice sweet and spicy pecans. Brought to you today by who? Who? Who's who's it brought today? today? Oh, it's uh, Pliny the Elder. Pliny the Elder. We got East Brothers. Hey, East Brothers. I'm I'm down for we we're down for fucking um, to be sponsored by you We're out of Richmond. Then we got Wheat Moss. Wheat Moss out of here, out of Lomita. Lomita. Burning Daylight. Day, yeah, Brewing. Burning Daylight Brewing Company. I see that. Yeah, it's dope. Good yeah. beer today. Yeah, keep your local brewery uh, going. Yeah, keep them going. Yeah, but uh, the Lynch Mob, to me, it was a perfect marriage of uh, East Coast, West Coast. And uh, it just uh, the minute I heard it, uh, I knew it was mine. Fucking love it. Yeah, it's dope stuff. Um, they only came out with one album because one of their members got arrested. He just came out of jail. Oh yeah, yeah. So that's a long bid, but um, but then you know they they were sponsored by Ice Cube. He was a he was a member. Of the, yeah, member of the Lynch Mob. Yeah. So that was really, really important because Ice Cube at that time was uh, working on his own identity aside from New York, you know, from uh, from New York because of the first his first album, but also NWA. So, yeah, this is a really special album. It's dope. Uh, the Lynch Mob, Gorillas in the Mist is the name of the album. Came out in 1994. Um, I forgot the label, um, but it was a major. For a fact, it was a major. Yeah, it's, uh, 
don't know. Close to somebody's coop. So yeah, this was big. Um, so yeah, listen to that album. It's great. I'm happy playing this into that shit. But we played we played their first single. Yeah. yeah, yeah Girls we, in the Mist. in the Mist. And then uh, also, um, what's it called? Uh, I remember the shirts. Yeah. They didn't have the Classic. Fruit. And yeah. it was like, like a lynch mob. Yeah. A national lynch mob. Yeah. Sideways. They do, they do make a cameo in uh, NWA story with the movie. I don't remember. You remember they, they're coming down uh, when uh, Cube's trying to get his money from the record label? Right. Yeah, you were in the back? Well, they're the one, they help him uh, beat up some of the security. Oh, and, really? And, and, Word? And, and trash the, the studio. But, yeah. yeah, they were being the actual lynch mob. Yeah, they, they were being the actual lynch mob. Yeah, it's crazy. No, I don't remember, but uh, it was a great movie. Yeah, yeah, but if uh, you, you haven't listened to their album, uh, check it out. It's worth, it's worth the listen for sure. Um, I don't remember the second song. Grave Diggers. Do, 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 do. We have to take them there. Yeah, nowhere to run to, baby. Nowhere to hide. 1994, uh, that's classic. Six Feet Deep is the name of the album. Um, signed to Fourth and Broadway? Is it Fourth and Broadway? No, I don't know. Let's see. Fuck. Uh, no. Uh, no, I think I feel I am wrong. They were in a major. They were just not like in a major major. You find that? A major major? What would define a major major? But then. They're, they're actually, they were on G Street Island Pond. Oh, or? shit. Okay, <laughs> Island. I was thinking about Island. So yeah, so what's interesting is when they were making this, I, uh, RZA uh, from the Wu-Tang was working on the Wu-Tang album, the first one. At the same time, he was working on this with Prince Paul. Um, if you don't know who Prince Paul is, he was very instrumental with uh, De La Soul. Uh, that's what he's mainly known for. But he was also a member of Sets of Sonic prior. He's a legendary, uh, probably the hip-hop's first uh, band. Mm-hmm. But he was also a member of uh, Gravediggers. Gravediggers. Yeah, and I believe he made all the beats. He did produce the whole yeah, album. Yeah, yeah, he made all the beats. I know that RZA was just not going to do that. He was a member of the group. So it, that alone makes it a very special album. It's, it's kind of like a side uh, uh, project for the RZA and, and in, many, in many aspects for Prince Paul. So, um, um, yeah, and then plus he had such great lyricists. He had Fruquan and Too Poetic from Tista Sonic as, as MCs as well. So it was, a, it was a special album. Um, it, it was um, kind of classified. I, I guess I shouldn't say kind of. I case it was classified as sort of horrorcore, mm-hmm. which is this particular genre that came out around that time um, that had a lot of copycats. Yeah. Well, they also associate with uh, what Ghetto Boys as horrorcore. Sure, I think Ghetto Boys was like uh, the pre, yeah, the pre thing uh, because well, they were not from New York. Um, you know, I think at the time Texas was still very independent. Um, you know, so Ghetto Boy sound was was very unique and very forward thinking. Um, but imagine you got a group like Grave Diggers that was actually like commercialized that way. Yeah. It was different. What was the other single off of this? Oh um, my God! Diary. Bear Witness. Yeah, Diary of a Man. Yeah, Diary of a Man. Exercise the exorcism. Yeah, it gets that crazy. Was such a good song. That's like a Halloween anthem. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, it gives me the creeps. This is so scary. But um, yeah, there you go. Grave Diggers played six feet deep. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. what's the third song? The third song was The Bush Babies. Oh, yeah. The, you played Remember We? Yep. Yeah, Remember We? The Bush Babies make me happy. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. They're, they're, uh, <laughs> they're definitely a, a different kind of sound. Like yeah. uh, we threw that in there to cleanse the palate. And it's uh, fun. Yeah, it's definitely fun. Uh, you know, some of the uninitiated might think, hey, that sounds like Shaggy. 
but yeah. but it's not shaggy yeah that's when uh like reggae rap was in um and they definitely were promoters of that um you know more in the hip-hop side um i forget their label but it was a major i don't remember the label um but i believe they came out with two albums but this this album right here the first one is kind of like their opus album uh, they're, yeah traditions to the bush babies they're amazing they have, they have a few songs that are, that are hits out of Flatbush, right? Uh, out of Flatbush? Yeah, they're out oh, of wow. Flatbush. Oh, Brooklyn? Brooklyn in the house. I mean, I guess Flatbush, there's a lot of Jamaican. Oh, yeah. Right? <laughs> when you Jamaican. go, hey, man, when I was there the last time, uh, fucking, uh, what's that one, dude? What's that one, one rap, right? He goes, give me the light. Champagne? Champagne, just give me the light. Dude, the street, all you hear is Champagne because the motherfucker's from that area. You know, between Brownsville and Flatbush. That's where my friend lived. And it's all you heard was Sean Paul. And like, when was Sean Paul popular? Like 20 years ago? Yeah, like 20, probably like in 84. It's 98. In, in that three block radius, 2021, Sean Paul's still popular. So that's crazy. But anyways, that's that's when I think of that area. I think of Sean Paul and all that shit. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a definitely a fun sound. And I'm really kind of disappointed. I mean, I'm sure if we dig into it, there's a bunch of other shit, but... Uh, it's definitely a good sound. Yeah, the Bush Babies go down that lane. Yeah, yeah. you'll have fun. It's just fun stuff. It's, yeah, yeah. They were what, Warner Brothers too. They were. Was it Warner Brothers? They were a big label. They, yeah. Um, yeah. they were label. Yeah, I forgot their label. Yeah. Yeah, there was money thrown out to them. I, I forget the name of their main MC, but I know that he changed his name and he's still like doing his thing. I forget his name. I don't remember his name. Well, they were kind of loosely connected to like native tongues too, right? Sure. Because I mean, I mean, that's sure. general. That's that's based that time. Right? Sure. So. They're like organic looking. Mm, they, yeah. they just kind of had their, their their thing. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I'm like Jesus, we're playing good music. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I wasn't not expecting this when I woke up. <laughs> it was really good. What are we going towards? I don't know. Should we do one more set and then the final set, or should we just go into the final set? Uh, let's give the listener another. Two sets. Another like two sets set. with three songs, which yeah. it'll be like 45 minutes given how long these songs are. Yeah. But, you know, it's all worth it. It's all worth yeah, it. Yeah, because we got that much ammo. Hey, it's all worth it. So yeah. Uh, yeah, check out the next track. I don't know what it is, but check it out. You're welcome. Still stand so so flipping 
friction and rap the dose, yo. Classic tycoons, been like typhoons without no peace because of losing your sight soon. Call me Vendor when the words are well heard. Unexplained, the unsound is preferred. So never put up stacks of evergreen boss. It's the countdown. Three, two, one, you took a loss. Jig, jig, jig is a lyrical puncher. Plus the typical, well, no more standstills. Threats were made, but now beef is over. A solid morning, so watch your hand chills. That's the word, hit back to back. Weapons need not, cause I got the stack <laughs> Like a game of Atari, did back in the days And now it's time to say sorry, but don't apologize You're lost, I'm making plans to take control I'm on a roll, I'm Grand Slam You couldn't catch the theme, you know this will be a supernatural And that's an unsolved mystery Real hard, 
suck is 80 Jingle jangle, rip it up from every angle Size them up, break it down, here we go Jingle jangle, I don't think that you should tangle Size them up, break it down, here we go Jingle jangle, rip it up from every angle Size them up, break it down, here we go Jingle jangle, nigga I think you can strangle I'm putting dits up on the stage When I start to flow, yo man, I'm flowing in the rage I'm all the dudes, I pay my dues, I don't snooze the those, I love all my bros and ripping up the shows Who's speaking on drinking beer, smoking butts and sex And on my rock, and on packing glocks and packing texts When I get mad, I scream and holler, it's a horror When I'm choking on the beats, giving nicks, rings around the collar I'm living large like naughty, I weigh about 240 I'm a big nigga, can never be a shorty My words, my words are lethal like a weapon Surround you gonna die. I ain't even sweating your death. Cause I was getting sex, that's my alibi. The boss bomb is signing off and all pumps. That's so follow the trail of blood as I break north. Jingle jangle, rip it up from every angle. Size them up, break it down, here we go. Jingle jangle, I don't think that you should tangle. Size them up, break it down, here we go. Jingle jangle, rip it up from every angle. Size them up, break it down, here we go. I wanted to wreck 
Whatever it would take, I only had three records Couldn't dig it any crazy There was times when I wanted to stop flowing But my best friend and lover, AJ, yo She said to keep going When all we had to eat was cup of noodles in the six pack Cause I went and spit all my ducats on the six track On the real, no food in the fridge But when I won the rap contest at Northridge Everybody flipped, yo, we didn't know how to act Damn, I wanna go back In the days, I wanna go back in the days. 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 I wanna go back. I wanna go back. I wanna go back. Yo, Luis, where do you wanna go? Oh, we're done? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I ain't paying attention. Back in the day. <laughs> Hey, Dread Scar, what's up? Hey, you play some random shit on this hey, one. Some random shit. We told them we could take them through a journey of 1994. Didn't say it was going to be a not bumpy journey. Hey, I'll tell you. Okay, what was the first song again? That was uh, Mr. Me. Mr. Me. No one knows about Mr. Me. Some people might. No, that was only like, came out like for a month. That was it. If you were on 1994. Hey, Mr. Me's a shit. That's a dope song. Uh, I think the, the song's called Mr. Me. Yeah. I think it's called. It's like something, something Mr. Me. You know, I don't know nothing about him. Me neither. I don't know. I remember I liked the song, though. The song was dope. So it's called Mr. Me. Uh, came out in 1994. Very, very awesome. It's a great video, actually. We were watching it earlier. Um, you listen. Yeah, you have a good time. 1994. Yeah, yeah. That, that song makes you want to be like a DJ. I mean, you're listening to it, and you're like yeah. trying to do the scratches. It's like shit. fine wine. Yeah. You just want to like, drink, drink good <laughs> stuff. Yeah, Mr. Me. It's great. Uh, I'm very, very sure they're from New York. Um, I forget the name of DJ, like DJ 2020 or something like that. Yeah. You, got, you got me. Yeah, I, I, you yeah. know, it's a double dare challenge to the listener to Google that shit yeah. and, and dive deep into it. Yeah, because we're not like really like paying attention that much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but we, we're, we know we're playing. Hey, we went to the Legion though next. Yes. Jingle Jangle. Um, I shared earlier with Rafael that uh, the Legion were being promoted by Drez uh, and the Black Sheep. Hope you know the group, the Black Sheep, and classic. He, and he was on group. this track. Was yeah, it? yeah, yeah. He did one. Of the, he did the hook, and um, I think his record uh, label uh, I, uh, just didn't work, and so he never released a re- Legion. It was basically this song and whatever the B side is. Oh, they actually never released an album. I don't believe so. Uh, I might be wrong on that, but I don't. I would have known. It. No, 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 no. You know, if, if you know it, you know it. Yeah. So, regardless, they came out with this song, and I always liked the song. I recommended it for today. Uh, the Legion, Jingle Jangle. It's great. Very, very, very specific to 1994. If you know this song and you're not from 1994, that's weird. 
sense. But but now you know it, and so you may want to tap into that. And, and if they did release an album, you may want to listen to it. I know I haven't. So, so that makes it fun. The third song we played, ah, yeah, I'm excited about. I wish he would have blown up. That's the only thing. Dred Scott. Dred Scott, back in the days, is the name of the album. No, the name of the song. I forget the name of the album. But, uh, it was uh, Breaking breaking Combs? Yeah, Breaking, yeah, breaking Combs. Combs. You're right. Good yeah. good one. Good save. Breaking uh, Combs. Only because I read it earlier. Yeah, I, I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, Dred Scott, name, uh, name of the artist, back in the days. It's an amazing song. Well done. Great video. Had money behind them. Um, didn't blow up, but Jesus Christ, it was great. And um, it was very special for our times. So Dred Scott, um, go down that lane. Uh, West Coast uh, from Los Angeles. Very special. Yeah. And, uh, good, good, good track. Uh, and it definitely gives you a good flavor of what uh, 1994 had to offer. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. I think with that. We're not playing Biggie. No Biggie. We're not playing Nas. We're not playing Nas. We didn't even get the Outkast. No, we didn't get the outcast. Yeah. I mean, those are just, you know, we just have to stipulate that those, those are just some of the greatest albums ever. 1994 does belong to Nas, does belong to Biggie, does belong to Outkast. But it also belongs to Dred Scott, it also belongs to Legion, it also belongs to the Artifacts, yes, and et cetera, et cetera. And, and on top of that, it belongs to all of us. Oh, Jesus, we are the world. We are the That's beautiful. <laughs> but, but. That's why we could argue that 1994 was one of the best years for hip-hop, if not the year. It's probably the year for hip-hop. It really is. Um, of course, that's arguable. Yeah. People would argue it all day long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, some would argue that, you know, when 6 9 joined uh, the hip-hop world, uh, I don't know, or, uh, or Post Malone or... Takashi? Yeah, Takashi. I want to read the new book. I don't want to read book. I want to read the new book. Yeah, you know it doesn't it doesn't interest me, but yeah, I know I hear you. Yeah, yeah. He's an interesting kid, though. I mean, what is he Salvadorian? Happy, he's Mexican too. Mexican and Salvadorian. Yeah. yeah. No, no, he's Salvadorian. No, he just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. He's also Mexican. Have <laughs> something. Yeah, yeah, he's something. Yeah. yeah well, anyways, that. Hey, are we gonna play another segment? Uh, I think we're gonna play one more segment. I don't know what the hell we're gonna play, but that'll be the going away yeah. segment. It's gonna be dope. We don't know what we're gonna play. Yeah. Hey, this has been very enjoyable. We haven't done an episode like how long? Oh god, it's been uh, four, four months. Four months. I think March. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ! I thought it would have been like ten months. Yeah. Well, I mean, before Hollis, it was ten months. Yeah. Wow. Hey, consider yourselves lucky that we're doing this. We, uh, we have a new studio space, so uh, you're definitely going to hear more of us. Um, you're, you know, we're pretty free-flowing on this. This was fun. We let us breathe a little bit. We were able to share a little bit of ourselves. Um, it's very special. You want to do any of the social media? Does it matter at this uh, point? I don't know, but uh, on Twitter, at 6 in the morning, at S-I-X, uh, I-N-T-H-E-M-O-R-N. Incredible, you remember. Uh, <laughs> Instagram, at 6 in the morning show. Uh, Gmail, uh, six in the morning show at gmail.com, website six in the morning.com, uh, Facebook backslash uh, facebook.com backslash six in the morning. Uh, I think that kind of covers it. We're on, uh, we're still on iTunes, we're on Spotify, we're on a little bit of everything. Best quality download comes straight from the website, though. That's Rafa. I'm Luis. This was fun. We'll do it again soon. Maybe 1996. Yeah, yeah. What? You said, you said that was a slippery slope. Shiny shoe theory. There you go. 
everybody. All right, we'll we'll we'll, we'll connect soon. Peace. What we gonna do right here? You wanna press rewind I pour rhyme and get ear to the full up suds Slice the fucking filly and break up the buds Who's boot up? I don't know, isn't that special? Take a fork in your neck and pop a blood vessel The Hispanic chef packs a gat too Permanent scar your ass like a tattoo Slam dunk the funk in your trunk, punk Doom, 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 yeah Who make your moves, nigga, so smooth, stereo Hangs up in the skills, but Queens is like the area Hysteria, terrier, break that back Now crack the fucking sack and roll that shit black Act like you want a nigga, and watch me hit him Didn't have my shotty, let my brother Von get him We got him, hoes coming through in the clutch He said I only suck that dick, cause I love you so much Said I only lift them balls, cause you're so game tight And you keep my ass calm and fucking walls at night So hit me, hit me one time, let me flex it Cool, still making moves, but now I got Hold up, you know I got to get my rap Go off and rugged like a dog about to bite your neck off Please don't put it in no hearts and mad crews Leaving people lying dead in the street with no clues Like a mother got the funk on lock You can hear my sounds echo through the urban block Got stacks and stocks of fat beats the knock Got you open, now you're hoping that the junkyard rocks Okay, here goes the blow, the back, the mid grand Time to represent paper So strong fills the room like Buddha stick <laughs> Dope like choke, gotta get paid So it's time to go for broke Beat nuts, hit the rhythm and I join right with them Niggas can't see this flow, so it's time to down sit them I kick the flow for the niggas with the ball head dressed and froze Honey, but no hoes Oops, I didn't mean to call you hoes But when you try to clock the pocket, that's that bullshit So let's get down with one of New York's finest Seats to the brain like Primatina clear the sinus Grand Poober stuck doogie with the mad style Beat nuts coming with the rush Hey, man, watch out now It's on, motherfucker, can't you see that? No shame in the game, so doogie, where the weed at? junkie with a hundred dollar habit.